We want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we do bless you and we thank you and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. Thank you. So we're going to get into the word. We're going to talk today about your identity. Amen. We talked yesterday about um, you're unstoppable. And I know a lot of people know that and a lot of people believe that. But you have to be on the right foundation. Amen. And the right foundation is knowing who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you won't be unstoppable. Amen. The devil will mess with your head. He will do everything that he can do to unseat you or throw you down, tell you you're not this, you're not that. You must know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And if you're not working from that platform, this is why people get discouraged. They become upset. You know, feel like a failure, and then we get mad at God because what we want or what we're praying for doesn't come to pass. But maybe we're going about things the wrong way. In the kingdom, there are kingdom rules, amen. There are laws that God won't go around because he can't, although he loves us. I'm sure sometimes he looks down and he sees the trouble that we're having. He's, oh, poor little baby, why don't they just go back to my word and, and do the word? Because the word works all the time and we're supposed to work the word. Amen. And sometimes when we stop and we look, we're not doing the word. We've gotten off sometime because the devil is cunning and he's not a team player. He wants to kill you. And if he can't kill you, he wants to steal and destroy. That, that's his reason for being here. Amen. But God is restoring his people. We're being restored every day. God is doing everything I believe that he can do to help us to win and get victory over the devil. You know, we've already, we already got victory, but we want to see it in the natural. Amen. You want to see the word come to pass in your life. God is adding more. He's going to restore and add more. In other words, God is adding abundance to your life. You know, when Job was, um, you know, he lost everything. He was sick and he was ridiculed by his friends. Amen. And there was so much in his life. He lost his children. He lost his money. He lost everything he had. But when he started to work the word, which is love your neighbor as yourself and forgive. Amen. Pray for those who have hurt you and despitefully used you. And when he started to work the word, then he received everything double. Double, He got double for his trouble. So what I'm saying is this. We must work the word. So it's good that the people of God go back to the foundation on which the church was, you know, formed you know, on the foundation, the church has a foundation. The Bible has a foundation. And when we sometimes move away from that or take it for granted, because you ever been in the situation where you say, oh, I know that that scripture. I've seen that scripture before. I know it by heart. 
and we're not really getting the effects of the scripture. We just know it. Amen. But we're not living by it and we're not allowing that scripture to work in our lives. And so we need to go back. And so that's what I think we need to do today. Amen. Just to be sure that we're working the word because the word must work because this is all we have. But this is all we need. We don't need anything else except the word of God to work in our lives. And this Bible has the answer for every question in life, every problem in life. The word has the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the devil is a stealer. He's a thief. The Bible says, you know, he does nothing but kill, steal, and destroy. It's, uh, what's that, 1010? Hmm? John, John 1010. And so he kills, he steals, he destroys. This is his method of operation. And so what we need to do is study our opponent, study warfare. There's nothing wrong with that. People get, uh, but you need to know warfare. Amen. Yes. Ephesians 6.10 tells us, put on your helmet of righteousness, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, it tells us everything to do. But if you don't, you're not on, on the foundation, even that won't work. And so you know, need to know, number one, who you are. When you find out who you are, you know that you're equipped already. Amen. It's not something that you put on every day. You never take it off. Amen. And so you must, we got to know some things. When we're new Christians and we're on the milk, God helps us out a lot. But he expects us to eat this word, drink this word, live this word. Amen. And so it's not that you have to be a, a zombie, you know, but we need to know exactly how to work the word and have the word work for us. Fighting the good fight of faith. You know, we do that. We fight. We uh, stand having done all. And I think I talked a little bit about this yesterday. But how are you standing? Are you standing knowing who you are? Are you standing knowing that God has done everything that he needs to do for you in your situation? See, think about that. Because most of us are saying, God, please do this. God, please do that. He's already done it. Amen. And so this is why we need a foundation of the word under us so we don't drive ourselves tired. And this is why uh, discouragement comes in. We get discouraged because we think God is not with us. And most of the things, and I know in my life I'm guilty I've asked for things that God's already, he's already given me. And I'm asking, oh, God, do this. And God, and he says, I've already, you know, already done that. And so we need to know exactly who we are. When we know or we're secure, I'll put it this way, in our identity, we'll know that we know. See, your faith works better when you're secure in your identity. And then you can contend for the faith because when you know who you are, you'll stand in your faith and you won't miss. You'll take a shot at the devil and you'll hit the bullseye every single time. Amen. You'll fight the good fight of faith. Where are you fighting from? What position? We most of the time we're fighting from a natural standpoint. 
God says that if you're, you're born again and you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, you've been changed. And so when you are changed, you are no longer a, a carnal person, but you're a spiritual person. And so that means also that we need to fight from a spiritual standpoint, not a natural standpoint. This is not a natural fight. You cannot fight a, 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 a spiritual war with natural weapons. Amen. That's why the Bible tells us, you know, uh, you don't you don't fight flesh and blood, but you fight principalities and powers, rulers of wickedness in high places. You take those things, you uproot them and throw down. Amen. You can only do that from the spiritual perspective. But when we don't know who we are, we start to fight in a natural. This is not a natural fight. And when we do that, this is why we sometimes feel like we, we're losing. We're not making, or I should say, we're not gaining momentum. We're not making progress because we're fighting a spiritual battle with natural weapons or a natural mindset. That's where I think that's what I think I should say. We don't renew our minds in the word of God. If your mind is not renewed, you will not fight a spiritual war because you, you're using carnal mindset, carnal weapons, and you won't win like that. Are y'all here? Amen. So we fight from a spiritual vantage point. Amen. And then fighting from the natural standpoint won't make sense to us and we'll stop doing it when we renew our minds. Our position, amen, is in Christ. That's the position you fight from. Your position of fighting is in Christ Jesus. It's who you are. Amen. Don't wear yourself out not making a lot of progress. And that's where discouragement comes in. And then what do we do? We start saying, God's not with me. He said, he, then you get mad at the people that's giving you the, the prophetic word. And then start calling them a fake. But you must, you have to receive the, the prophetic word. And then you uh, uh, allow it to come into your spirit. And, and you fight with your spirit. You stand with your spirit. You believe with your spirit. You receive with your spirit. It's a spiritual journey. Amen. But you cannot sit up and and think because somebody gave you the prophecy that you're not going to receive it. That's the wrong thought right there. Or that you I get the same one all the time. That's because you didn't receive it. And God knows that. Amen. And so this is how we this is how we roll. Amen. Sometimes I'm not you know this this you I'm not saying we do it all the time, but most of us run into this problem when we're attacked by the enemy. And so we must fight back, but fight back the right way. Amen. I'm going to go to Genesis 1. Hallelujah. Understand warfare. Understand your opponent and his tactics. And Satan is consistently challenging our knowledge. This is where he get us. He's challenging your knowledge of who you are. He's trying to rob us of our identity so he, so he can defeat us. He's a robber. He wants to rob from us, rob your life, take your life. 
He's a thief. That's why he's known as a thief. He wants to rob you of who you are. When he can rob your identity, you just feel like you a duck out of water. You out here fighting and and wearing yourself out in the natural. Amen. Hallelujah. But confidence is the key to successful Christianity. You got to have confidence. Confidence comes from knowing who you are. Confidence comes from fighting a spiritual fight, being in the spiritual battle, and knowing the weapons of your warfare. And you only notice when you leave your carnality and step over into your spirit realm and start living out of your spirit man and not live out of your carnal man. Amen? This is how you stay ahead of the devil. So let's go back Genesis 1, verse 27. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, verse 27. Okay. And it says here, let's see, now where am I? Am? Do I need to set this up? This, we were all made in the likeness of, of Christ. And it's good to get the word on it so you'll know that you know that you know. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Amen. Should I go on? Yeah, I'll go to 28. And then God blessed them and God said to, to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And that includes Satan because he moved like a serpent. We have authority over him. Amen. So it's all in who you who you know you are. You must know who you are in Christ Jesus. It says that Jesus did this on the sixth day and on the seventh day he rested. Not because he was tired, but it was his day of rest. And he reflected back on all the good things that he did and he was pleased. Amen. I know that uh, creating man was his greatest achievement. And it pleased him and it made him happy. But see, when we're fighting warfare, when you're under pressure, when the devil's attacking you, you got to remember this right here. You have to remember whose likeness you're made in. You're not made in the likeness of the devil. You're not made in the likeness of of a failure. You're not made in the likeness of who you used to be. (laughs) You're a new creation. Let me tell you why people don't think that's true. When you get born again, the Bible says that you have a new spirit man. Your spirit man is new. That old uh, creation man, he, he dies. Some people never live out of their new creation man, but their spirit man is still born again and strong and, and can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. But they forget about renewing their minds and they stay in the same old mindset. And where the mind goes, the man follows. And so you continue, you're born again. And you partake of the goodness of God, but you don't renew your mind and walk in the newness of life. So some people continue to walk in the old man. 
Now, I'm not talking about when you first get born again and you slip back. Everybody does that. But I'm talking about as time go on and you learn more and more about God, you get comfortable in your flesh. You cannot win the warfare being comfortable in your flesh. You're going to have to somehow come out of your fleshly man and start to fight the good fight of faith faith using the spiritual gifts and the spiritual things that God's given us. You know, you have to know that you already have victory before you get victory. You have to know that which vantage point you're fighting from a spiritual vantage point. You have to know these things. Amen. Now, she's going to fight me, but I'm going to fight back. <laughs> I'm going to fight her back today. You have to know that you have dominion. If you don't know you have dominion, you won't use that. You won't use your dominion. You must know that God is with you. You're not fighting alone. Amen. Hallelujah. You're filled to get filled with the spirit is even better because then you, you can pray prayers that when you don't know what to pray and the Holy Spirit can pray for you. Holy Spirit gives you wisdom, revelation and knowledge and, and will give you instructions on how to defeat the enemy. See, we go into this fighting shadow boxing. You might as well say that. But I'm telling you, God has this thing all planned. The plan, he has a plan and a purpose for every life. And he's already defeated the enemy for us. Amen. He's already defeated. See, this is what, uh, let's see, how can I say this? Satan is, is always stealing, trying to rob us of our identity. And what do we do? We start to... We start to fight like we don't have victory. You know, we start to fight a defeated battle. But we must know going in, when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, when you know your identity, you go into the fight knowing you have victory. You have to know. Just like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that Jesus was going to meet them in that furnace. They didn't know what was going to happen. Amen. But they knew that they had backup coming. And then they said, if we perish, we perish, but we ain't bowing. It's, hallelujah. So you have to have an attitude like that, and it can only come from a renewed mind. Amen. Um, I don't remember what chapter it was, but when it was talking about the three Hebrew boys, it says, God gave them wisdom and understanding and some special skill. Thank you. And gave them skill. And so they knew, see, this was the weapon of their warfare that they were fighting. And so God gave them the tools that they needed to win that, to come against that furnace. <laughs> see, God never lets you go and fight a war and don't give you ammunition. He always takes care of what you need. And so he gave them special knowledge and understanding and skill and he knew that when the king commanded them to bow and that he was they wouldn't see they wouldn't bow because they had that understanding that god was with them so don't tell me god won't show you how to win a war he shows you how to win the war every and gives you the tools he'll give you the same skill same wisdom same understanding 
same knowledge to come out on top. But if you're fighting from your old carnal man because you're not aware of the fact that that's not you anymore. See, a lot of people have never been told that they don't have to live out of that carnality anymore. You're a new creation. You don't have to do that because God will give you the authority and the power to say no. That's just the way it is. But it comes it comes in stages. But you look back and you say, wow, look how much I've grown because God is with you and you don't have to you don't have to live out of the same old baggage that's the purpose of getting born again (laughs) so you can leave the baggage at the station you know what i'm saying you don't (laughs) amen but god says to be fruitful multiply subdue the earth and have dominion over every create creation why would he say that and not give you the, the ability to do that he always gives us the ability to uh to to work the word you know, and to be victorious. God has not just given us something to do. He's given us something to do, but he's also given you the victory. And you have to know that you have victory. Amen. Dominion over all things. So this is who we are. Who we are is who God says we are. Amen. You're made in his image. You have power and authority dominion and and you and honor you're living by grace and you have uh favor all of these things set you up for victory not for failure but if you you come out and you're in the flesh all the time you'll miss it amen you will miss it because the enemy is always there trying to play with words he'll even try to change the words that jesus has said the written word that's why I like to open my Bible. These churches that don't open Bibles, I don't get it. And he'll try to change and switch the words. Amen. He did uh, Eve like that. Did he really say? Yeah, I think he did. He said, don't, don't, don't mess with the tree in the center of the garden. Hmm. You sure? So the devil is always trying to switch you up in a cunning way. He's very cunning. Because he likes to make the believer think it's okay because God understands. But when you go against the word, God don't understand that. He just does not. And he's forgiving. He'll forgive you. But he does not understand that kind of stuff. Did we read Genesis 1? I don't think we did, did we? Oh, yeah. We did. And we read 28. Hallelujah. So Satan tries to sell us. And this is the one thing, the reason I think God led me to this scripture it's because God, uh, the devil tries to sell us a bill of goods. He tries to sell us what God's already given us. Because God had already given them power and authority and made, uh, um, what's his name? Adam get, made him the king of the, the jungle. <laughs> you know, he was a head man, but he, he, he tried to, uh, dispossess. I guess you could say, or make him a little thing, a small thing by using his wife to shut him down. And so he's always, and then going to try to go back and re-give him something that God's already given him. Amen. The devil is a liar. Let's go down. Let's flip over to Genesis 3. Third chapter. Verse 2. 
And we'll read what happened in the garden. Let's see. Verse 2, it says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Then the serpent said, Okay, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. See how he twisted that? God had already given them that wisdom. They already knew everything they needed to know to flow smoothly in that in that garden. They already knew. They already had it. God had already giving them dominion and authority and power. Verse 6, let's go there. It says, so when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. So also gave, she also gave her husband with her, and he ate. And then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord waking, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden And I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And he said, who told you you were naked? See, everything was pleasant and flowed in the garden. Now all of a sudden there's this big upset. Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? And then the man said, the woman who you gave me. (laughs) There it is. Blaming the woman. The woman that you gave me. Of the tree I did eat. Hallelujah. And so there it is. There you have it. Amen. So God knows. He, let's see, how can I, let's go. Did I read? Yeah, I read five. It says, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, in the days that you eat of it, your eyes will be open. And you will be like God, knowing good from evil. Amen. And so the devil is tricky. He likes to trick you. So that's why you have to stay on the foundation. Stay on the foundation of truth. You always must stay on the foundation. They were already like God. Amen. Okay. Let me let me just give my opinion here. First mistake, not resisting the devil. They didn't resist him. When he showed his head, they listened to him. I'm just saying this because I know that this is the problem of most of us. When we, especially when we get born again, we want to think that all those voices out there are friendly voices. And then here comes the devil sneaking in there after all is lovely. You get born again and you get blessed. And then here his voice is trying to take you backwards. Amen. That's how he he does. And you have to remember this. 
the devil is always trying to sell you something that God's already given you. He makes you pay a price for whatever he's talking about. In other words, he's a liar. He's lying. And he wants you to pay a price for his lies. Amen. Well, you know, you, you can do that and whatever he says. It's a lie. If it's coming from him, it's a lie. And he's always trying to sell you a bill of goods. Amen. He likes to twist things. He likes to turn things and he likes to make uh, you think that all is well when he's trying to to uh, pick you off a little bit at a time. Because if he can get up here in your head, see, the devil doesn't want you to be smart. Amen. OK, so you got born again. OK, but I'm going to see how that will work for you. And he immediately comes quickly to try to steal what God has done inside of you. And so it's good to stay in your word. That's your divine protection. Amen. Your word. You have to stay in there. Not that you can't come up and for air and enjoy your salvation. You, you, you have to enjoy your, enjoy your salvation. But what I'm saying is you don't trust the enemy. You keep your eyes and your ears open because you'll know when it's the devil. If we slow up and think and renew our minds, we'll know that he's always trying to give us something that God's already given us. How are you going to give it to me when you don't own it and you don't own me anymore? But God has already given us these things, but he wants to give something to you that God's already given you. So that you'll think he like you and he's friendly. Oh, the devil's not so bad. And he just operates out of a lot of trickery. Amen. And so we have to always stay with God. So Eve's first mistake was believe, listening to him. Oh, I can make you, you know, you'll be like God. And that was her mistake. So you don't listen to him not even for a moment. You don't allow him to come in and say anything. The Bible says, resist the devil. That's James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee. So you must resist him. Amen. And don't listen to him. Hallelujah. Let's go over and flip over to Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis 3. No, we're in Genesis 3. 13. It says, and the Lord God said, oh, I I did that one, right? Okay, the the serpent deceived me and I ate. Yeah, that's her little little confession. I don't think I read that. I don't think. mm -hmm. Y'all just don't want me to read it. Okay, thank you. So let's go to, let's go to 13. and And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. Now listen to this. It's it's really interesting. And we need to know this. You are cursed. Now this is God cursing the, the devil. You are cursed more than all cattle and more than Every beast of the field. So the, the, the enemy, the devil is cursed more than anything. Anything on the earth, even more than a, a ant. 
He is cursed. So that's your that's your cue that he'll do anything to try to get you because he has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. It says, on your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and all and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his feet, his heel. But to the woman and then the woman said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow to, to the woman. I'll greatly multiply your sorrow. Thanks, Eve. And your in your conception in pain, you shall bring forth children. And your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Amen. I know a lot of y'all don't like that part right there. Hallelujah. And then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife. Are y'all there? Look, when you get married, your husband, if he listened to you, he crazy. Let God speak to him. See, this is how it's done. When you, when you want him to hear you it's good to have a conversation if you both are married but a lot of this stuff is going to have to be through prayer amen pray for him he will hear god's voice that's that's how marriage is he will hear god's voice god will speak to him concerning you and he will speak to you concern uh speak to him concerning the children and everything but if he ain't listening real good, you know, in the flesh, you pray. God will come to your defense and he will change him. But you cannot do it in the natural because it, it won't last like that. And see, that's the, that's called a sacrifice. Most people don't want to do that. But it has to be done. See, that's the part that the devil leave out of marriage. He ain't going to tell you that. He's going to tell you it's all lovely and he's going to take care of you. And the, Yeah, that's that's true. But, you know, it's give and take. It's, it's a sacrifice on both parts. You work at a marriage. You don't destroy it. The, the foolish woman plucks it down with her own hand. Amen. And so you must, oh, the only way for a successful marriage is through Jesus Christ. Amen. And God's all, amen. And God's already got it set up. It may take a while to work it. But God will take you at your pace. But I'm telling you, he does change people. He changes lives. He changes everybody. Amen. Verse 17 says, Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herbs of the field, the right kind of herb, in the in the sweat, <laughs> the sweat of your face, and you shall uh, eat bread until the return of the ground, for out of it you were taken, and dust you you, and dust you you are. And to dust you shall return. Amen. So there's a lot of things that that goes on right now. A lot of little things. It would be good to just have a good study about exactly what I read. Everything that goes on in life. Like going back to the dust. That was thanks to Adam. And so, you know, it's good to know these things. And it's good to have a study. Just do a study on it. So you'll know everything that's going on that's pertaining to you and me. Amen. It's good to know. Hallelujah. And so let's see. Let's move on. 
Uh, let's see, that was Genesis 3. I want to talk a little bit about Moses. And when Moses, I think it's in Genesis, uh, where, where, uh, Moses said, I am, G, uh, Moses, God told Moses when Moses was going to represent him in Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I'll just tell you what it said. It's in Genesis somewhere. He said, who shall I tell people you are? And God said, tell them that I am sent you. And he was saying, okay, you know, he says, I am. What I did write down in what the Lord told me, I looked it up in the Amplified. And it says, I am. I am who I am. And I am what I am. And I will be what I will be. What will be. He says, and I am sent me. I am sent me. So that means I am means present. So in other words, he's forever. The begin, no beginning and no end. This is what he was saying. I am the ever present God. And he was really telling Moses, I will be with you always, forever, because I am the ever present God. Tell them that I am sent you. Amen. And so you have to know who you are. Now, when Moses found that out, he quickly understood that, okay, I'm made in his image, so I am too. See, because we am. (laughs) We are who he is because we're made in his likeness. Didn't we read that? Amen. So we are made in his likeness, so we are I am also. Hallelujah. But he's eternal. And so Jesus introduced the same thing his in John 8:58 if you want to write that down. And he said before let's go there cuz you'll get a better understanding. John 8:58 where he was I think he was talking to the Jews. And I'm, I'm going over these scriptures that to, just to give you an understanding of how powerful God is in your life. And you're made in his image. You have power too. Because you're made in his image. That's who you are. You're not just something that drug off the street and got saved. John 8, 58. And it says, Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Are y'all hearing me? He was talking to the Jews. He says, before Abraham, I am. Or I was. And he says, but Jesus said, but Jesus hid himself and went out into the temple. Wait a minute. I didn't do 59. And then they took up stones to, to stone him when he said, I am. Because they're like, who does he think he is saying that he, he, he's the I am, you know, because he and God are one and we're, we're one with Jesus seated in heavenly places with him. And so this is the thing that I'm trying to show you. I might have messed that up a little bit, but Jesus knew who he was. 
and he addressed himself as I am, just as his father did many, many, many years previously. Amen. Hallelujah. When you're attacked by the enemy, even when you're persecuted, even when you're going through uh, ang- a- adversity, you, you must hang on to the fact that I know who I am. If you don't know who you are and you're going through the storm, you'll be annihilated. You must stand. And this is why people quit. They quit because they don't keep in mind and they don't understand because the devil will come in and try to strip you of your identity. And that's what we're talking about. And before long, you're just out there shadow boxing, not knowing what's going on, thinking God is not with you. Amen. Fighting a spiritual war in the natural with natural carnal weapons. And you want to quit and give up. So you have to always stay in a position of, of, of a warfare, but stay in a position of victory. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't win a war thinking you're going to lose because you will. Amen. You are Christ is in you and he is the hope of glory and he fights for you. He fights at a certain position. He's not going to fight from a low place. He's going to fight from a high position or a high vantage point. Amen. He fights from a spiritual position. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. And God has changed our image. He's changed our image so that we'll look like what God says we are. We'll be who God says we'll be. Amen. We're fighting from a spiritual position. Amen. So don't use your carnal weapons in a spiritual fight. Amen. In other words, you're fighting from the devil's level. Always fight from the the level of of Christ. You know, fight of a carnal war or a spiritual war with spiritual spiritual weapons. You cannot win the war fighting in your flesh. Amen. Amen. And you won't know who you are until you see yourself in in the spiritual realm. That's the other thing. Quit looking at yourself as a poor old carnal person. Poor old me. Amen. You can't see yourself. Really, you can't see who you are in the flesh. You have to look at yourself with spiritual eyes. Not looking in the natural realm. Amen. But trust the word, trust God, and trust what he says about you. In other words, don't judge judge by the physical mirror. You can't look in the physical mirror and figure out who you are. You have to believe what God says about you. Amen. You're victorious in him. You not, you not, what else can you say? Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, God's given you every avenue to win this war. But we sometimes, and then sometimes we think we're losing and we're not. We're winning this war. Why? Because Christ fights for us. Amen. But, and then we get, uh, start to fight when we feel better some days, we start to fight in the emotional realm. God is not an emotional God. He's a spiritual God. Amen. He wants you to get up and come higher. And that's <laughs> fight from your, from the position of who you are. I'll put it like that. Fight from the position of who you are. You are uh, Christ. Christ is in you. And you have the mind of Christ. 
So fight like you belong to him. Fight like he's giving you spiritual weapons. Don't fight like you are a, a carnal person using a broom and a bat. You know what I'm saying? That's carnality. Or in a gun, in a knife. But fight your and use your spiritual weapons. The word of God is your your a sword. I'd rather have a sword than a bat in the natural, you know. But fight with the weapons that God has given you. And you will definitely win the war. Amen. Because the devil is already defeated. He's The Bible says he's a defeated foe. And so you have to stay with what God has said. I don't care what kind of opponent is in the ring with you. You stay with what God has given you. You know, Peter had the right idea. We know he lost. See, when adversity came, which was the storm, storms of life, he got shaky because he forgot who he was. But that that story is in the Bible, so we don't forget. You know, that story is in there. So you say, okay, that's what Peter did. When opposition came, Peter, he sunk into the water. He says, and Jesus extended his hand and got back up because Jesus was with him all the time. He never left him. So if I'm fighting the good fight of faith and I'm standing and having done all, Jesus is right there to extend his hand to me. Whenever I feel weak or I feel faint or I feel like I can't go on. He is right there extending his hand out to me. Amen. And so all you have to do is know and believe that he is there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he will give you the weapons of your warfare. If one don't work, he'll give you another one. But above all, you must stand. You must continue to stand and not give up. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we need to walk in the newness. This is what walking in the newness means, that you use your spiritual weapons. You live in in the spirit realm. You leave the natural realm alone because we don't need to live in the natural realm. If you're living, how do I know what realm I'm living in? Do you live emotionally? Are you living out of your emotions? You're living out of the natural realm. If you get angry real quick and want to cuss somebody out, Real quick. Now you can be pressed and pushed. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if this is still your way of dealing with life, you, that's the natural realm. You're living out of your flesh. Amen. And so when the devil comes and try to pick you off, you can't fight him in the, with that carnal stuff. <laughs> he will suck you under every time. And see, be honest with you, that's religion. That's religion. Religion fights in the flesh. Because it does not know how to stand back and allow the spirit realm to take over so that you can fight the good fight of faith. See, when you're, when you're into religion, there is no faith. Faith takes a hike and you're, you're living out of the natural, out of the, so anybody can go get a brick. You know what I'm saying? That's not fighting the fight of faith. Fight of faith is when you get on your knees. And you address the devil from that vantage point, which is a high, amen, it's a high vantage point. Because anybody can do that. And that's how we used to live when we weren't saved. And we all still know how to go there, don't we? 
We know how to do that. Yeah, we all know how to do that. Amen. So you have to stop living out of your past. Stop living out of your carnal life and and lean to the supernatural. So in other words, no more emotionalism. No more cry baby, you know. Cry out to God. Amen. It's okay to cry out to him, but people, they could care less. They want to see you cry and they want to see you cry more. Amen. And so you cry out to God because he's the author and the finisher of your faith. And just leave people alone anyway. Amen. <laughs> That's the easy thing. Live supernaturally by the spirit. Amen. Declare who you are. Do you declare that I am a child of God and enough is enough, devil. I draw the line on you and you must get back and you declare your victory. Do you do that? That's a weapon of warfare is your mouth. And so you don't have to cuss nobody out. You use the word. Amen. And won't they leave you alone? Mm -hmm. Because they think you crazy. Because, see, when you don't handle life the, the world's way, they think you're crazy. And they think you, you know, just off your rocker. So you let them think whatever. But you don't live out of your carnal nature anymore. God has rebranded you. In other words, he's changed your image. And God says you are unstoppable. That's the good report of the Lord. Amen. You're unstoppable. But And the more you get to understand who you are in Christ, you'll take on bigger and badder devils. Amen. Because they don't, they don't scare you. And so you'll take on bigger and better devils, bigger and badder devils, and you win. And you don't have to reduce yourself to their level. Because you're fighting from up here at a high vantage point. You're fighting from the position of Jesus, where Jesus placed you in heavenly places. This is where you fight from. Amen. But I'm telling you, the devil will send people your way just to agitate you. Amen. But see, if you're in a, a different realm, then the light, the heavenly realm always beats out the, the natural realm. Because if the victory is already won. We already have victory. And so you must remember these things. Amen. The, another thing I want to bring out, what will cause you to not get victory concerning your flesh is your mind. This, I think that's the worst thing. You're not renewing your mind. You have to renew your mind in the word of God. Let's go to uh, Romans 12 to, I know you know the scripture. Let's go there anyway. Romans 12. Well, before we go there, can we go to 2 Corinthians? Just keep on going. Well, just push your little phone button. 2 Corinthians 5. Let's read that first. And it says, if anyone is in Christ, 517. I just want to bring that out. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, if the Bible tells you that you're a new creation, then you are. But the devil's going to tell you you're not. Remember what you did? Remember what you said just yesterday or just this morning? And you just tell the devil, yeah, and I repented, and I'm good. 
and don't don't get offended with man but you know stay with god just stay with god did we read it all yeah if anyone i'm gonna read it again then you meditate on it as i read therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation well how do i know if i'm in christ are you born again if you're born again you are in christ jesus you're fighting from his vantage point not from the vantage point that you used to fight before you got born again you no longer fight from that position but you are fighting from an elevated position the devil is trying to keep you where you are he wants you to fight in the natural he wants you to keep doing living the life you used to live he wants you to keep slipping back but if you're smart you'll tell him yeah i messed up but you know what god is not done with me amen as as, uh we say we getting there and keep moving and don't talk to him long because if you he gets you to explaining then you start feeling bad about what you did and what you said. And see, that was Eve's problem. She talked to him too much. Talked to the devil. Well, he said, I could eat in the of the tree in the center of the garden. She didn't have no business telling him anything because he already knew. But he was trying to entrap her. You know how they start asking you a bunch of questions and then want you to perjure yourself? Ask you the same questions they hauled you in for two or three months ago, knowing you can't remember what you said. It's a trick of the enemy. And then you lied. And they get you on that. That's the devil's work. Amen. It's always the devil's work. And so you just stick with what God told. She didn't have any business talking to him. When the devil rears his head and start talking to you, you, the Bible says, resist him. Well, how do I resist him? I resist you, Satan. That's how you resist him. There's no fancy way to do this. And there's not just one way. You resist him in the name of the, of the Lord. And you're not going to have any anything to do with what he's doing. Amen. He's on his own. You don't want to be bothered with him. So all things, it says, behold, all things. Well, I'll just go back. Your new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things, all things, all things have become new. And that's through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And you can present yourself as a new creation when you get born again. All stuff, everything. The devil would like to tell you, no, you didn't change. Yeah, I did. I did change. Maybe you don't see it, but I did change. And see, you got to answer him back. You can't just sit up and say, well, maybe I didn't change. That's what he wants you to do. He is slick and cunning. But, you know, you have to stand your ground. No, I did change. I am changed. I am a new creation because the word of God doesn't lie. And I'm fighting from that. I'm fighting from the position of a new creation that's good with God. I've been redeemed redeemed from the curse of the law i'm redeemed from all bad things and i'm fighting as a a clean new opponent 
And I don't have to explain myself to the devil. You start explain, explaining stuff to people too. Watch people that's always asking you questions. None of your business. That's your answer. I said it. Tell them none of your business. Because why are they asking you these questions? Amen. Amen. Behold, all things are new. Let's see. Uh, would you please write down Ephesians 2 verse 1 through 6. Read that when you go home. And it talks all about your old nature. And living out of uh, out of your flesh. And then you'll understand it better. Obeying impulses. And that kind of stuff. You don't have to do that. Amen. But if nobody's ever told you that you don't have to live out of your cravings. Out of your thoughts. The stuff that go through your mind. Listen. The devil cannot read your mind. I used to think he could. He can't read your mind. But he can make you think he can. If you don't know. See, this is what he does. He knows the stuff you like. Because he was there when you were cutting up. And he's got a long address book, right? But do you know you can make him lose your name, your address, and your family history? Well, how? Just tell him. You have authority. Tell him you lose my name and my address and my family history. I've never been there to those places before. You didn't see me. You do the devil like that. You can do him like that. You don't have to sit up and take his stuff. Oh, no, you didn't see me there. Isn't that right? Uh, you didn't see me. Uh-uh. I've never been there before in my life. I'm serious. You tell that old stinking devil. Oh, no, that's not me. That wasn't me. That was the other girl. Amen. But, but uh, you know, the Bible says, therefore, it, if anyone is in Christ, am I in Christ? Yes, you are. Okay, now let's go to Romans 12. Hallelujah. You're a new creation. Let's go back to Romans 12, verse 2. And it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what's going on. That's why you don't, that's why you feel the same. That's why when you look in the mirror, you see the same person. Because you are not, you've not been transformed in your mind. Your mind is still back there with your old creation. And so what you do is you feed that mind the word, you feed it the word, and it take a little while. You feed the word, don't feel bad about who you are, but you still, you keep going. You don't quit, and you keep going, and and this is the thing that's so important. People run away from God. When you mess up, he saw it. Stay open with him. God, I know I messed up. But I want to move forward. And would you please forgive me? And he'll say, yes, I will. And it's on again until you mess up again. And when you mess up again, you don't do it willfully, but you slip. And when you do, you ask him to forgive you again. Now, this is what most people do. They stop asking him to forgive them. They quit repenting because it feels I don't know, redundant, it might be the right word, I'm not sure. Well, why do I do that if I keep messing up? Well, that's what the devil wants you to say. Welcome to your future. Because he wants you to feel that way. And when you quit 
going to God, which is what he, because he's going to keep telling you, see, you messed up again. And you say, yeah, I did. And I resist you in Jesus' name. Because, see, he is trying to keep your mind wound up. Do you know your body can be in one place and your mind can be in another? And so he's trying to keep your your mind in a bad place, full of condemnation, because that's what he likes. See, next comes the condemnation. And so you keep him out of your life. No, I'm not. I'm not going to keep listening to you, devil, because I am not that person that you keep telling me I am. You no good. You ain't right. You fake like the fake news. You know, you're this, you're that, and you're none of those things. God is saying, you are not the things that people have labeled you. You are not those things. Amen. You're, you're what was back in Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things. It's all about renewing your mind. And you keep staying in that word. You will be transformed. Well, how do I know? Because I just read it. And do not be conformed <laughs> to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. You will prove. God will use you to prove to the world. Look what I did to this girl. Look what I did to this young man. Amen. And you will be changed because the Bible says you're changed. Amen. And then when you continue to renew your mind, you start hearing wisdom, the wisdom of God, the voice of God. You see why people don't know how to hear from God now? Because it's all fuzzy up here. And sometimes the devil can attack you through people and it'll get all cloudy and and fuzzy. Amen. But don't even fall for that because just like the clouds came the clouds dissipate they don't stay clouds all the time rainbows come out amen when when things are clear the sky's clear and you you're just like your mind will clear and you will have sweet peace sweet days sweet rest Amen. The whole nine yards. Prosperity. Prosperity comes through peace and joy. You'll have joy. And joy is a medicine, a merry medicine. I mean, all these things. See, the devil's trying to keep you from these things by trying to steal your identity. So you don't know who you are. Okay, so you're you're messing up, but you're still, you're still uh, Christ. You're still Christ-like. You have the mind of Christ. James one twenty five. Let's go there. It says, um, well, let's just go there because I'm not sure. I don't even know why I wrote that down there. But let's see what it says. It talks about um, knowing your identity. And live in the life of Christ. One twenty-five. It says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a for, what, a forgetter, a, what is that? Forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Did y'all get that? Yeah. Amen. 
But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, when you've been free, them chains are gone. Because you're born again and you're living for Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. And nobody, and see the devil will use people to try to get you bound again. Hallelujah. But that doesn't happen if you don't want it to. It says, and continue in it. Don't quit. But continue in it. And it's going to be a struggle sometime. But you can do it. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Hallelujah. And let me go to 26 and 27. It says, and if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue. Mm, interesting. We talked about that. But deceives his own heart. This one, this one's religion is useless. Amen. So in other words, your religion ain't worth nothing if you act like you don't belong to God. And it comes through your tongue. Amen. And there are people who do like this. Amen. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That's what people do when they're not full of religion. When they're real. I think that's what it's saying. So in other words, you serve humanity to prove who you are. Amen. Personal holiness. That's what we're talking about. Personal holiness. Amen. Full of the spirit and control by God. When you're full of the spirit and you're changed, you're controlled by God. Paul knew who he was. See, we got to know who we are. We must know the price that Jesus paid for us to walk in the newness of life. He shed his blood willingly so that we could go free and enjoy the perfect law of liberty. He wanted that for each and every one of us. And out of being born again, there's... Uh, certain blessings that come with that. What do we call that on that box there? What do we call that? Remember that? Yeah, this benefit. Yeah, benefits pack. There's benefits that come with your salvation. We don't earn everything because Jesus paid the price, but there is benefits that come with your salvation. Amen. There's a benefits package. And it's a whole lot of good stuff. It includes your family, your finances, your health, your possessions, cars, homes, all that stuff. It comes with it. But God wants you to be sold out to him. And he doesn't want you to be falling for the least little thing that the devil whip on you. You got to fight back. Fight back but from the right position. You don't fight from a position of guilt because you're not no longer guilty. You don't fight from a a position of condemnation. You fight from a position of victory. Like you know you've been forgiven. I know who I am in Christ. Christ died for me. And I'm not going to carry around all of this baggage. I'm on, I'm unloading it on him. He says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he is not going to die twice for me. Once is enough. Amen. Amen. Paul pressed for the high calling. Amen. He pressed for the high life. 
He didn't bend down and he got dirty, but he got dirty serving humanity and obeying God. But he didn't fight from a low position. He pressed toward the mark. He kept going forward. He didn't look back because he wanted that prize that God had for him. He wanted to finish his course. And God wants us to finish our course. Amen. And to receive the crown. Amen. You know, to to receive that well done, my good and faithful servant, well done. And so we need that. We need to be like Paul. Amen. But when God met him, he was Saul on the Damascus road. Amen. He was knocked off his horse and he was changed from Saul to Paul. He changed so much. So he changed his name and he was changed forever. He wasn't just changed for a little while. Amen. But he was changed forever. He he stopped living out of his fleshly past. Look, he used to kill people. He he used to uh, put Christians in jail. He was on a horse going like bounty, gathering them up like a cowboy with his rope, catching them at, well, I'm just saying. And he would catch Christians, and he had a legal document to put them in jail or kill them. Whatever he felt like doing that day, that's what he did. Amen. But. Paul changed, and when God changed him, listen, he didn't talk to the devil no more. Because he left that part of his life, he left it alone. He paid the price. Now, every day that he lived, he paid a price. But he walked in that high calling that God placed on his life. He paid the price. He didn't complain. He helped humanity, and he did all sorts of things. Well, we need to do like Paul. Amen. Now, many people want to imitate Paul. It was these people in Acts 19. Let's go there. The sons of the seven sons of Sceva. And they wanted to imitate Paul. I'm just warning you. Don't try to imitate people who are anointed. Don't try it. I'm going to read this story to you and you will get what they got if you try that. I mean, we all have done that before because you know how it is when you get motivated, you get saved, you don't know that world is out there. You say, wow. And then God's already given you authority to pray for people. That's your job. That is your job to do. Pray for people. And wait a minute, I'm not going the right way. And uh, that's in Acts, right? Acts. Yeah, Acts 19. I had to find it first. I know it's somewhere right here. Yeah, okay, right in front of. All right, Acts 19. And so you you see the gospel being taught, being preached. You know people need prayer. And you want to do it. Well, that's good. That's your job. But what I'm telling you is wait on your anointing. That's what most people ain't going to do. Because let me tell you what happens. The devil will get in there and try to get you into a situation that you can't handle. Amen. In other words, I'm just going to tell you, you use your second secondhand faith. Because it looks easy. Honey, it ain't easy carrying the anointing, period. Because you got to stay in the word. You have to have a word in season. 
You got to understand and acknowledge the tongue of the learner. You have to know when God is telling you to shut up and knowing when he says speak. Because people will ask you your opinion just to get you involved in something dumb. And then you got to know when your opportunity is there to speak it forth to hit somebody's knucklehead. And so it's a lot that entails the anointing and the power of God. And you cannot take advantage of it. Are y'all here today? So just because somebody is moving in the gifts, you wait on your your uh, gifts anointing. Amen. You can pray for people, but you wait on your, your gifts anointing because the Bible says that your gift will make room for you. Nobody is trying to cheat you out of anything. But if God is not moving on you, to lay hands or to cast out a demon, you you don't do it. In fact, back in the day, you remember when we were traveling with Barb back in the day, and I just let her and the witches fight. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew she was had more power than me, and I'm like, I'm new to this thing. I gotta have my coffee. <laughs> so I'm like. And she, she tells everybody, Pastor Shirley didn't help me fight the witches. I say, you had that. But when I got anointed, witches didn't bother her no more because it was two of us instead of one. Amen. I remember one person came up to the altar and she had a gang of, you know, and they were nice people. They just had demons, you know. And she looked around and I knew she was looking for me and I wasn't. <laughs> I jumped up there before I knew it, and the, between the two of us, cast some stuff out, okay? So, I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying run from anything, but you have to wait, wait on your ministry's anointing. I tried to wait a little too long, but you have to, you have to be uh, humble, too. So, let's see, because the devil won't, look, he's out there to trick you any kind of way he can. Let's read about the seven sons of Sceva. 19 verse, uh, let's see, 11, I think. Oh, let me get the pages. Hallelujah. And so it says, um, now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Now we see this every day. Pastor Barr put the red thing on and we cut it up and people get healed. So this is nothing new. Amen. Okay, it says, so then uh, even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body. To the sick and the disease left the evil spirits. I read that. And then some of the, I, what is that? Itinerant, itinerant Jews, exorcists. In other words, call me now. Miss Cleo and her gang. It says, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Saying, we exercise you. Is that exercise? We exercise you by the the Jesus who Paul's preaches. And I see that secondhand faith. They did not have faith of their own. They watched Paul do it. They watched Paul cast out devils. 
They knew that Paul would take handkerchiefs and, and prayer cloths and a shawl and lay it on people, towels. And they said, well, Paul doing that, I'm going to do it too. See, people with those spirits, those sorcery spirits probably are anointed to be spiritual. Okay. But you know what they do? They use it for the glory of the devil. Because there's a lot of people that I, well, not a lot of people I know. Look, I don't know them. I'm backing up. I don't know them. But I met them and and seen them, and they're called, you know, uh, by God. And then they they turn around and use that calling for evil purposes because they've never been taught. And they get, and most uh, spiritualists and people like that, that's problem. Now, some of them are just plain old evil. Like their parents before them were witches, and they're being cultured and, and honed to be witches. But some people were, uh, are legitimately called. But they don't get taught by the right person, and they just do the copycat thing. And so, let's keep reading. Where am I at? Oh, Okay. And so I think I'm in, what, 14? Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, uh, a Jewish, a Jewish chief priest who did, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? You don't want that to be said. See, in other words, be sure God told you to do that. Because if if you don't, it's going to be real rough. It's going to be bad. You know, the Bible says, touch no man suddenly. Touch no man suddenly. Amen. So because this thing, it ain't it ain't what it looked like. Okay. So in 14, is, well, I did that. Yeah, and the evil spirit said, Jesus I know. Now, why did the evil spirit say he knew Jesus? Because Jesus knew who he was. He he knew who he was. Amen. He had the right image. of. He said he told the people back in the book of Matthew, I am. Tell them I am sent you. <laughs> so he didn't have a problem with his identity. And and God certainly knew who he was because Jesus was doing his work. He says, I come to do the work of the Father. And he told, God told Moses, just tell him I am that I am. I will be, I am, and I am to come. Amen. And so he knew who he was. And so Paul knew who he was because God had was with him and used the, it. We already read here that the, uh, God did unusual miracles through the hands of Paul. So Paul didn't have a problem with who he was. But it was just these amateurs that was going to go and do what Paul did. So then the man uh, in whom the evil spirit was leaped on. Uh, wait a minute. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them and prevailed against them. So that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. So not only will they strip you, they will beat you. And so you have to just be sure. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody. But I'm just saying what we were told. Wait on your ministry's anointing. Amen. But that doesn't mean that you can't pray for people. But you got to be wise. 
And some, I'm telling you, some churches don't teach their people this. They say, go on out there and, and, and lay hands on the sick. You know, and you, you just, that's not a wise thing. If God didn't tell you to do it, he's not covering you. And so you must obey. And, and, and see, when you know who you are, you don't want to do that anyway. Because I kind of had a feeling God was using me. I just kind of wanted to go have coffee. And I didn't think about doing that. But when I was asked, boom, I went right up and the devil was no more. So you have to wait on your ministry's anointing and wait on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So they didn't know who they were. They didn't know who they were. They were sorcerers. They didn't have the power of God in them, and they thought it was too. Watch thinking is too easy. That's another thing that got them. They thought it was easy that they could do what what God, man, was doing. And when you think it's easy, you'll get caught up in. <laughs> so, in other words, the devils jumped them, and so they will do that if you don't know what you're doing. Amen. You got to pay the price. You got to pay the price. You cannot go on somebody else's payment, but you must pay the price. They didn't know who they were. They thought they were of God and they were not. Amen. This is why it's so important to know your identity. Paul knew who he was. Amen. Jesus knew who he was. God certainly knows who he is, but that's why that the devils told them. Christ I know, Paul I heard of him, heard of Jesus, haven't heard of you. And so these things will happen, amen. You know your identity. And let's talk about Peter. How much time do I have? Oh, like I said, I'm just going to, uh, Matthew 16:15. if you write that down. Jesus asked the disciples, who do they say I am? And some said, uh, you know, the uh, pro- prophet. Some said, oh, you're Elisha. They think you're Elijah. I mean, they said a whole lot of stuff. But then Jesus asked his disciples, well, who do you you say I am? Amen. Amen. And I'm going to leave you with this one. Let's see, 15, Matthew 16, 15 through 15, 19. Uh, let's see. Matthew 50. Oh, I'm sorry. Matthew 16. Did I say that? Oh, okay. Well, I'm in 15. I don't know why. Verse 15. And I'll read it. It says, and he said to them, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered him and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So you got to wait until the Lord speak to you. You can hear his voice. Now, Peter was a traitor, but Peter knew the voice of God. He had some, some wisdom and some revelation, and he knew who Christ was. And he says, yeah, you know, the carnal realm didn't tell you this. He says, my Father in heaven told you this he says and in verse 18 it says and i also say to you that you are peter 
Now, a lot of people, I heard this preached a lot of ways, and a lot of them say, yeah, see, they said he, Jesus called him Peter the Rock. It don't say that right there. It says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. He said that just for that confusion of the church. He says, and on this rock, I will build my church. See, he's talking about the rock of Peter's revelation. Amen. Get the baby. Do you know we're on the air? Get your baby. We're live streaming, please. He says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, this rock of your revelation that God gave you, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. This is what he's saying. Hallelujah. The devil's been defeated. All you got to do is stop listening to him and get those voices straight. And and nine times out of ten, they're not coming from God. So you refute them. The Bible says refute those voices. Refute the, the that uh, word that comes up and tries to uh, come against the word of God or whatever it says. Come against the knowledge of God. Stay with the knowledge of God. You are who God says you are. Amen. You'll do what God says you're going to do if you do it the right way. And you won't quit. Quitters don't get anything. Amen. Well, I'm still in my word. We'll see. We'll see. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the gates of hell shall not prevail against the rock of the word. The revelation of the rock who is Jesus, the head of the church. Amen. And verse 19 says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom. So God is saying, now you got this revelation. I'm going to give you keys to unlock things and to lock. Amen. See, keys unlock and lock. And I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth, or in other words, whatever you disallow on earth will be disallowed in heaven. And whatever you allow on earth or unlock on earth will be unlocked or allowed in heaven. Amen. amen. Then, amen. Then he commanded his, his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Let people figure it out for themselves. See, the devil likes to ask questions. A little too much for me. And that's why I say, no, I'm, I'm not answering your questions. <laughs> no, mm God is rebranding the church. He's giving you a new name. Unstoppable. I'm telling you. If you don't feel unstoppable, stay in your word. He's changing your image. Your image used to be beaten up, downtrodden, brokenhearted. Your image is victorious. I am victory, you know. I am blessed. I am an overcomer. Amen. And so God, he's saying, look, I'm, t- I'm, I'm going to help you all out. I'm helping you out. And so I'm going to give you what you need. You need a boost. God is always there to encourage us. Amen. So he is changing your image to want to be to not want to be. Everything good, God is adding 
to the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the church will do exploits. Not fearful. You coming from fearful to unstoppable. Amen. God is allowing you to write a new page in your book. He's not done yet. He's just starting. He's just getting started. If you've been old, you old in the age of, of, uh, 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 Christianity, then you're just getting started. God is doing a new thing. Let him do it and, and acknowledge, watch. Don't hide and watch. We're not hiding anymore. We're coming out of the caves and the dens and we're being bold as lions. Amen. Harmless as doves. But we're going to stand, having done all, and we're going to declare Jesus Christ. Amen. This is what we're here for. It's not all just about us, but it's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're about to witness the, amen, the greatest, uh, what is it? The, the greatest um, onslaught of, well, I can't say that because the what? Yeah, outpouring. Well, yeah, that's what ultimately is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to witness that. And it's going to be the greatest thing that we've ever seen. But you got to get away from your stereotypes. you got to get away from all this fleshly stuff and get serious with God because he is not going to use you if you're full of the flesh. Amen. I mean, he's hard up. He's not hard up for servants because uh, the Bible, God says, I, I can save through many or through few. Amen. And he's always uh, looking to give us more. He can do a lot with a few people. You know, he don't need the crowd. People think somehow if you don't have a crowd, you're doing something wrong. Well, we're doing a whole lot of something right. Amen. Because we get the feedback. We do uh, uh, the miracle messenger. We get victory. And God is doing it. But he's working through us because he wants to work with people with uh, true hearts, the right kind of heart. Don't mean you don't mess up. It don't mean you don't talk too much sometimes. And y'all need to shut up and stop, you know, talking so much. But if your heart is pure, God is using you. He's using you now. So continue to be used by God. If you mess up, repent and keep going. Don't let the devil's lies stop you. Amen. Because you are not who you used to be. Stop believing him. Amen. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. Amen. We praise you, Lord. And we lift you up, Father. We thank and praise you. And if there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we leave. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God. We love you and we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you.